When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. I think it's Clint Kubiak. I think it's Kevin Stefanski. I think, you know, Gary will certainly be there and and he's going to have a view from, you know, over top of everything. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm going to be dialoguing day-to-day with Clint and Kevin probably even more. We said it a long time, you know, if, if you run the football well, have it marry with your play-action game so that the defense doesn't know what's coming, you can slow down the pass rush, you can uh, create some open windows down the field for those explosive plays, you can stay out of third down. So, you know, all those things can, can fit well. That was Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. This is our two of Purple Daily, the only place where you get Vikings and NFL talk five days a week, Monday through Friday at noon right here on am1500scorenorth.com. You can also listen on the uh, Score North mobile app available for Apple and Google Play stores and listen on demand via the Score North app. And the longer you listen live, the more points you rack up for potential rewards. The Score North mobile app is also a one-stop shop for all written content on scorenorth.com, including fine, fine columns by my guy, Judd Zolgad. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, Why did you laugh and drop your head into the microphone when you heard Kirk Cousins talking there about communicating day to day with Kevin and uh, and uh, Gary? Oh, because he used the term dialoguing, which I found to be funny. (laughs) We'll be dialoguing. Is that a word? I have no idea, but it shouldn't be. If it is, it shouldn't be. I don't know if that's even a word. I don't think it is because it would be where we'll be having dialogue like in in dialogue. Do you really need to say dialogue? Dialogue. We'll be talking. I don't even know how you will be talking. That's a word. Talking's a word, right? I-N-G. Uh, yeah, the dialogue. It is. Thing. It's a word. Okay. Well, Kirk Cousins, smartest guy in the room. Yeah. See, and that's what exactly what, what that comes <laughs> off as. Tough times don't last. Tough people do, right? Well, the, and the greatest part about that is, of course, that that came from an earlier Kirk Cousins press conference that he stole. He's now stealing from himself. It's the present participle of dialogue, Judd. Dialoguing. There's your English you lesson guys have, for the you, day here on Score North. Do you guys have a feeling that when it comes to the the three year experiment with Cousins that by like six games into this thing this year that we're all going to just be like, let's just get through these three years. <laughs> I don't know. And, and it might be okay, but that we're just going to have the, that, but it's not going to be expectations. It's not well, gonna... He's never going to be lovable. He's way too polished. Um, He's incredibly polished on the, on the public relations side, but not on the player side. I just have a feeling like halfway through this year, we're just going to be like, 
It's the guest that came to stay, and we don't hate him. We'll just tolerate it. But once his lease is up, he's gone. <laughs> I, I just, I really have that feeling. It does. So kinda, he's not going to be evicted, but we're certainly not going to re up the lease. It does kind of seem like, generally within the fan base, that he hasn't been fully embraced yet. Now, if he, if they turn around and win to the win the Super Bowl, or even hell, even get to the Super Bowl, that might change. But it does kind of seem like as last season went went on, and as we got closer to the end of the year, and the offense was struggling, and then they lost to the Bears, and you know, missed the playoffs. It did kind of seem like a lot of people were like, come on, man. From like, a from a personality standpoint, I don't know, Judd, if the problem is that he's he's too polished because guys can be polished and likable. It just comes off as a guy who's trying too hard and a guy and like there's yeah. a facade. Like that's not that's not the real Kirk Cousins that we see when he tries to be likable. It's a guy who's not that, who's trying very hard to be that and to be likable. I think because Aaron Rodgers is very polished. And I don't know about you guys. Yes, he does come off as arrogant sometimes, but try being that successful and not be arrogant. But I find Aaron Rodgers to be kind of a likable, funny dude on top of being a great quarterback well, right, but- and being very <laughs> polished. He's a he's a really likable and funny dude, in my opinion. But it starts off with the fact that he's a great quarterback. True. Like if Kirk Cousins was a great quarterback, we wouldn't give a damn. I think damn. we would right. still think he was weird. Well, we might, we <laughs> right? might, but you tolerate that guest for as long as that guest wants to stay in your hotel or your apartment. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, look, I buy the fact that his family might hate him, but it's if I'm like a having fan, a really annoying house guest who can yes. cook. I mean, they're making lasagna tonight. I'd kick them out, but they're making lasagna. We are right now a football Airbnb. (laughs) And this guy's starting to annoy us. And we don't got to tolerate it for a long time. I mean, hell, he's not even putting the right burgers on the grill when he's on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Well, and yeah, that and he puts, what's the the deal that he puts the rock, puts a rock a day? No, he takes a rock a a day out. out. Okay. All of that. All of that. If you're great, then I tolerate it all. That's fine. You know who I felt this way about for a long time and then he kind of loosened up and we started to see the real side of him? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson for a long time was just, he seemed too perfect and like a guy who was trying too hard to be something. And I really think that it started when Ciara came. I was just going to say, maybe Ciara just told him, Hey, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta loosen up. Right. A A woman will change you. And I feel like Russell Wilson really loosened (laughs) up when Ciara came into his life and he's, and now he's, he's kind of funny and, and not that robot that we saw and the guy who tried so hard to be the perfect person 24-7. Like, it just comes off as a guy who's trying too hard. Like, there's a facade up there with Kirk Cousins. He should take a page out of Russell Wilson's book and just, like, be a, be a person. Like, can, can he? I think so. There's got to be. I a, can't tell. There's got to be a normal person there somewhere, right? Have we ever seen, <laughs> have we ever seen a Cousins press conference or a, a sit-down where you thought to yourself, okay, that's genuinely him. I can't remember one. I mean, at least since he got here. Listen, we have this sound. Okay, this is 2016, end of the season. Kirk, like Jay had said that you know you did a lot of good things this year and all that, but to end the season the way you did with that pass, how hard is that for you to go in the off season with that as the final drive, final big play? You know, this isn't uh, my first time dealing with this. Um, you know, tough times don't last. Tough people do, right? I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to keep saying that until I retire. 
fast forward to this past end of the season. Two years ago, we had a chance to get it. How, how does this rank among their disappointments of the greatest? You know, I don't have a menu in front of me of all the tough losses. I'll tell you, it's not the first. It won't be the last. You play in this league long enough, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. It's going to happen. Tough times don't last. Tough people do, right? Hey, we all had. Do you guys have mottos like that that you live by that no. you hearken back to all the time? No, zero. <laughs> None. No. If I come up with a cute phrase, I might use it once, but I forget it five minutes after I use it. No. The only thing that makes me feel good, the one thing that Cousins does that makes me feel good about myself is he's the only person I know who's got a worse fake smile than I do. <laughs> His attempt to smile is more uncomfortable than mine, and mine is bad. So I'm throwing myself underneath the bus. I have three. I have three phrases that I kind of live by. Okay, Not entirely, but there are three of my tenets of life. Um, two of them came from my mom. She said, you are who you associate with. In other words, choose your friends wisely, Mm -hmm. Mm because if they're dummies, you're going to end up being a dummy. (laughs) Two, she said, um, you'll always, and this is sort of cliche, you'll always end up exactly where you're supposed to be. In other words, when times are tough, they're tough for a reason. You're there for a reason. You'll come out of it stronger and better. Yeah. And the third thing didn't come from my mom. This is just how I stay out of fights and avoid stupid people. And it's uh, don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> well, I'm glad it didn't come from your mom. Sometimes <laughs> don't last tough people do, right? <laughs> I'm going to add that one. I'm going to add that one to my repertoire. Tough times don't last. Wait, tough give me people your last do. one again. Don't start none. Don't start none, won't, won't be, be none. none. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't come from your mom. <laughs> no, that's definitely not something <laughs> A my younger mom person, it's said. fine. But if yeah. mom had, if mom's, uh, was uh, that, that fractured with her uh, contractions and things like that, I'd be worried. <laughs> Her English would not would be concerning. <laughs> For a guy, it's fine. And I used to use that all the time because people would blame Cubs fans for fights that would break out at Miller Park when I worked in Milwaukee, and people would point their anger at Cubs fans towards me. And, oh, you guys come here and start all this trouble. And I would always say, look, nobody's getting in a fight they don't want to be in. Don't start none. Won't, won't be none. Okay, that's that, that's fair. Yeah. Nobody ever gets in a fight they don't want to be in, ever. I feel like that last one is is... Sincere though, like I like oh, that yeah. one. I feel like I not to insult two. your mom or Kirk Cousins, but I feel like those are like tenants <laughs> of life that you become too reliant upon. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Right? But she's turned out to be right. The, those were things I rolled my eyes at when my mom would repeat them to me all the time growing up. But she turned out to be right. She absolutely did. Second. Except except for this. Uh huh. To go back to the first one. You are who you associate with? Look at the people that, that you associate with now. <laughs> so I would ask you this. Is mom let down? Because I might be. <laughs> because of you? Well, not just me, the whole crew Mackie, here. Mackie, Collar, yes. Manny. Yes. Do you think your mom said, you know what I hope? I hope my son Ronnie someday associates with a guy that watches football film 24-7. And some guy that remembers arcane basketball facts. And some guy who thinks he's a smart acre. Do you really think that that's what mom wanted? I mean, she's happy I got the job. <laughs> okay, fair enough. She was happy for me when fair, I got the job. Fair enough. So, fair enough. Regardless of who I ended up here with, she was happy that I got the job. Fair enough. That's good. Can we uh, run real quick through uh, NFC North division odds, playoff odds, Super Bowl odds, etc., that were all updated yes. after the uh, NFL draft? Mm-hmm. Let's start in the NFC North, which Vegas sees being very tightly bunched. They have 
the Bears over under at nine, the Packers over under at nine, and the Vikings over under at nine. All three of them they have at nine wins. Okay. And then the Lions at six and a half. Okay. Because of what we just talked about with Jeff Rieger a minute ago from huh. 97. I thought they might like the, I thought they might like the Bears a little bit more they than that. Do but the like, Bears schedule's tougher, right? I don't know how Vegas works out their odds, but they do the Bears are somewhat heavy favorites to win the or to win the division. They're a plus one sixty to win the division. Okay. Uh the Packers are two to one, Vikings are two to one, the Lions are fourteen to one. Odds to make the playoffs. Hmm, okay. Yes, uh, the Bears are minus 110. No, minus 110. Packers plus 110 on the yes side of things, minus 130 on the no side of things. And then uh, the Vikings, a plus 130 on the yes side of things, a minus 150 uh, on no, they won't make the playoffs. So I'm not much of a gambler, but I think they're giving the Vikings a slightly better chance to make the playoffs than they are the Packers, right? At plus 130. Yeah, no, it's not probably shocking with the coaching change and Aaron coming off what back to back probably for him subpar seasons. Yeah, so that that's probably why. Now I like the Packers. I think with the defensive moves the Packers have made, I think with a new young head coach who's going to very much listen to his quarterback, and I'm expecting that that if Aaron can stay healthy, Aaron's going to come back now and be. Uh, re-energized by all the things that have changed in Green Bay. So that's my point about last year. I think the Vikings had a golden opportunity to be very competitive because the division had two teams that basically defaulted, right? They caught the Packers sleeping, essentially, yeah. in the Aaron Rodgers era. And the Packers just in, in you know, since Favre came aboard in 92, they don't do that much. They do it sometimes, but not much. So I just, that opportunity there was just golden. And and to your point about the Bears, the Bears came in here for that last game with nothing to really play for. Mm-hmm. So at least make the playoffs. It seems like Rodgers is going to be very energized, like you said, Judd, but also a little bit ticked off, too. But it's perfect. Almost though. with like a chip on but his that's, shoulder. That's part bit. of what I'm saying. Yeah. That's part of it is that he's going to be... He's been challenged, essentially. Mm-hmm. And if he can stay healthy... And he's got a coach now who's going to do probably largely what he wants. He's still a hell of a quarterback. Oh, yeah. There's not this guy's not bad. No, he's the best in the world when he's right. Right. So so and he's going to now take it upon a challenge of himself to prove he's right. And he claims he was playing with a fractured leg for much of last season, even after he came back from the injury. Oh, so from that Bears game? That probably plays a part in week one in the uh drop off in production and not seeing the Aaron Rodgers we're used to seeing for most of last year. Well, he had that massive knee brace on his yeah. knee for the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, Super Bowl odds in the division. And again, some t- a lot of these things don't jibe with each other because they give the Bears and the Packers both the same odds to win a Super Bowl at 14 to 1. Yep. Vikings at 25 to 1. The Lions are 100 to 1 to win a Super Bowl. I'm glad Detroit is not where Detroit should always be. <laughs> and just sit up straight. It does Maybe my those odds will get better if you just sit up straight. It does my heart really good to see the Lions back to being because I can't take the the potential if the Browns and Detroit were both going to be good in the same year. I couldn't take it. <laughs> it wouldn't be normal. I mean, somebody's got to suck. It seems <laughs> it's right. Yeah, doesn't one of the, somebody one of those, has to suck. One yes. of those two teams it's, has to be bad. It's almost inevitable. That one of them sucks. We still have the Jaguars, Judd. We still have the Dolphins. No, but the Jaguars, who knows with them? They're a weird team. They might rebound now. 
Maybe. I mean, two years ago, they were good. Yeah, but the dol- and the Dolphins from the Super Bowl. The dol- see, I go by my childhood, so the Dolphins aren't supposed to be this bad. Mm-hmm. They have been for a while, so I get it now. Yeah. But young Judd is used to the Cle- well, Detroit really, not even Cleveland, because that I-, I grew up with the old school Cleveland Browns who got really good. But the Detroit Lions are just supposed to be futile. Is there one playoff? What, what did Jeff Rigger say? One playoff win since nineteen fifty-six years or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Post Bobby Lane, right? Yeah, Bobby Lane is still the best Detroit quarterback. It's unbelievable. Do you know who they have as the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl? Patriots, Patriots, and the uh, Chiefs, both at six to one. I'm, and then the Saints and the Rams are at eight to one. You know what? I'm not buying. I I love how the Chiefs play, and it's fun to watch. I ain't buying them until I see it. That defense still, I'm not buying it. And also, not play. I'm not buying the Chiefs in the playoffs. Sorry. And I, I know there are much bigger issues at play here than football, and I don't want to minimize those issues at all. But Tyreek you Hill. you lost Kareem Hunt last year in the middle yeah. of the season. You lose Tariq Hill in all likelihood. He's about to go on the exempt list on the commissioner's exempt list for his troubles recently. To put it very very lightly, so I mean, for as great as Patrick Mahomes is. He lost his two best weapons on the offensive side of the football. Yep. That's not something that you just you just you know keep chugging along and don't miss a step from. It Absolutely. does seem like with the Frank Clark trade though that they are sort of trying to go the Rams route of pushing all their chips into the table now and getting right. some veteran improvements on defense because they know that in a couple of years their quarterback is their MVP quarterback is going to get very 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 expensive. How good are are the Rams going to be? This season, do we think? I think they're going to fall back a little bit. I think they'll still be pretty damn good. good. I'm not saying they'll be. I I think they'll be the the front runners to win the division, to win that division. That's got three good teams, though, right? Seattle. The 49ers, I think, can bounce back now. Sure. I think he's a good coach, and Garoppolo being healthy for the entire year, basically, is going to be huge. Cardinals are a dumpster fire again. Uh, Seattle, I thought a year ago. Oh, man, this is it. And then I believe that they did get off to a rough start. And so I thought I was proven right. But they always seem, probably because they got the quarterback to come back. So I think between San Francisco, Seattle, and the the Rams, that's going to be really competitive. Yeah, they should beat up on each other a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams still be good. But I think think you're right. I think they take a little bit of a step backwards. I would think so. I don't know what to make of Goff, too. I'm not sure I'm completely sold there. Um, I like I, him, but I'm not sure I'm completely sold. People are probably going to kill me for this. If you want to, at Rami is tweeting is how you do that. I look at Goff in the same class as I do Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Like there's at any given time, there's a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL who are seven wins automatically, and maybe even more. And it really doesn't matter what you put around them. I don't think that that's a crazy assessment at all. And then there are there are guys who it doesn't matter what you put around them they're going to be terrible and so is the offense and then everybody else in the middle and it's most NFL quarterbacks they're good enough to be good if they're in the right situation but put them in a bad spot and you're probably not going to be happy with the production you get and what are to going back to what I said about Pat Mahomes what are what are the Rams going to do when it when the time comes where they have to pay Jared Goff I mean. What's his price tag going to be like? I mean, unless he shows me something he hasn't in the next two years before the time to make that decision comes, I'm not giving him top 
quarterback money. I don't know about you guys. He's not going to get that top. Especially if money. I'm Sean McVay, quarterback whisperer. I'll right. go find somebody else, right? He'll I'm do, a genius. Mm-hmm. He'll do yeah. well, but he ain't getting what, what the top guys are, are going to get. Mahomes is going to break the bank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mahomes is going to put them in cap hell. Right. And they should be happy about it. He's yeah. that good. Yeah. They but should golf, thank him for that. I think mm-hmm. your golf assessment's very fair. I don't know what to make of him. And the fact that he's got a coach who's so adept at coaching QBs makes me more iffy on, on him. Is it him or is it the system? Yeah. And I do. I think he's good. I'm not saying he's bad, but I don't know. I don't know if he's that. I certainly would not put him as a top five guy. And I would have put him probably towards the end of a top 10, maybe. Okay, so we're in agreement. No, so I, I think you're very fair. I might not get killed at Rami is tweeting. But I'm going to tweet you right now and say you're a moron. See and then I'll reply with put a roof on it. We'll hit a quick break on the other side. And what else, too? And your hot dog is disgusting. Uh, that hot dog was great. Chip Scoggins from the Minneapolis Star Tribune will join Purple Daily right after this. Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. The Score North mobile app. Receive mobile alerts when Minnesota sports news is breaking. You can listen live and on demand with the Score North mobile app. Available in the Apple and Google Play stores. It's Purple Daily on Score North. And this portion... Purple Daily on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. If you want to hear any part of this show that you might have missed or any of our Vikings programming, and there's a lot of it, just search Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts or just go get that Score North mobile app available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Listen live and on demand via the Score North app. And the longer you listen live, the more points you rack up for potential rewards. The Score North mobile app is also a one-stop shop for all written content on scorenorth.com. Subscribe to your favorite podcast there. Give us those five-star ratings. You can also listen at live.scorenorth.com in your web browser. And if you have an Amazon Alexa device, just say Alexa, open Score North. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, the only place where you get Vikings talk five days a week. And joining us now to talk some Vikings from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, it is Chip Scoggins. Chip, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. Sorry about that, boys. I was wrapping up an interview. Sorry I'm late. You're a, you're a busy no man. You're in high demand, Chip Scoggins. We 100% <laughs> understand. Right. I apologize. What was your uh, initial reaction, initial thoughts on what the Vikings accomplished over the weekend in the draft? Well, I was worried about Mike Zimmer there early on. I wasn't sure he's going to be able to handle four straight uh, offensive <laughs> line picks or offensive, uh, offensive players picked. Um, you know, I, I always say that... With the draft, we don't know how good these guys are going to be, right? So I look at, like, did they address needs? And to me, they did exactly what they needed to do with this draft. You had to take an offensive lineman in the first round. You had to take multiple offensive linemen in in this draft. You needed a running back. Probably needed a a tight end because you're going to have to do something with Kyle Rudolph, whether restructure or cut or trade. And so now time will tell whether they took the right guys, but in terms of – the needs that they addressed, I think they they had a good draft. Hey Chipper, is this the most um, pressing draft where where the, the team actually went out and tried to address things immediately since two thousand nine? Do you think this strikes yeah, me? Yeah, since pa- yeah, since Percy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, the Ponder. I mean, obviously that year they had to have a quarterback, so they you know they they reached and, and took Ponder. But in terms of that, this is the first draft since that year that I felt like. They went in and said, 
Rich Bill could have told us anything. He could have lied through his teeth at that pre-draft press conference on Tuesday, two days before the draft. But I just, I was 99.9% sure they were going to take an offensive lineman in the first round. Because it's just, it's too obvious. I mean, you, you can't invest $84 million in a quarterback and put all your eggs uh, into this this roster with their salary cap to the point that they have no money and not invest in the one group that's a glaring deficiency in the roster. And so it just seemed pretty obvious that this was going to be a draft that they were going to load up on offensive linemen and, and, and offensive players around Cousins because you got to set the conditions to bring out the best in him. And so uh, I think it was pretty clear as much as Mike Zimmer has influence and sway over the organization that Spielman knew he needed to go offense, and they and they listened to Gary Kubiak a lot too. Because how many times do we say this is a guy that Kubiak and Rick Dennison liked in the in the draft process, and that fits what they're doing? Um, and so those two guys, even though they've only been here a couple months, had considerable influence on this draft. But given Mike Zimmer's influence and his his preferences, did you think it was a possibility that maybe the Vikings? traded out of number 18, accrued some some extra draft picks so that they could address the offensive line, but also relatively early in the draft in the second or third round with the extra picks that they pick up, also appease Mike Zimmer and, and get some defensive guys. Yeah, when, especially the way, I mean, the way it fell, um, and you had all those offensive linemen that, that you thought might go early that were still there, you're thinking, well, maybe they'll trade back, but I give him credit for saying, you know what, we're not going to screw around. We're not going to fool around and risk. If they really like Garrett Bradbury and he was so high on their draft board, why risk losing him at that point to pick up a, another fifth rounder or another sixth rounder? Just take the best available guy at that at that spot. So uh, I, I think some people thought they might because that's just Rick Spielman's nature is to trade down. But um, at that point, don't mess with it. Just take the best guy at that at number 18, and I'm glad they did that. And he did trade down two eventually, Chipper. I, I was there on Friday when when he started. I, I think he traded down three times in the third round. Uh, but it was funny too because it it was as if Rick said, "Okay, okay, I've gotten through two rounds. I've taken <laughs> yeah. guys you want. Now I gotta do. I gotta be Rick. I gotta trade because he started. That was craziness." I know. I, well, I was watching it at home. Oh. And finally, just I said, "Good grief!" I just turned it. I got tired of watching the trade out of it. I'm hoping next year Rick Spielman's wife, she told him don't come home if you if you take another corner. Hopefully next year she'll say don't call, come home if you trade down. You know, just stop, <laughs> stop doing that because it, uh, it, uh, it definitely ruined the third round having all those, uh, you know, trade down. But I, I, that's who he is, right? I mean, he, oh, yeah. it's almost like he feels like he has to live up to his moniker of being Trader Rick. And so um, yeah, I know it drives fans crazy and it drives us crazy and, he feels like he has to have ten picks in every draft, and it made. I was out there. I wasn't there Saturday, or Friday. I was there Saturday when we had nine conference calls with players. But um, you know, it's, it's the thing. That's the thing about these six or seven hundred picks, Judd. I mean, you have so many of them, but how many of these guys are really going to stick? Right? I mean, the odds of you may have a couple of these guys that turn into starters at some point in their career, but by and large, most of these guys are probably going to wash out of the league within a year or two. Did you think that maybe they they reached a little bit with the selection of Alexander Madison in the in the third round? I was looking at the consensus big board, and he was ranked number two hundred two there, and they they went and nabbed him at at number one hundred two. Did they just did they just pinpoint their guy and say we're going to get him, and we don't care what the big board says? Yeah, I think so because that that he was a guy that people thought would you could get later, um, and it might be one of those situations where they felt like. They need an inside runner. Like this is where you, 
you know, where Phil and always says, we're always going to take the best player available over need. Yeah, that one might have been where they took need, right? They wanted somebody to, to replace Latavius Murray, uh, a strong inside runner. And if he got a high grade from Rick Dennison or Kubiak in the, in the process and, uh, you know, is one of those things where they feel like, all right, maybe we're reaching a little bit, but that's a need we want to feel. Because let's remember, this team, even though they didn't make the playoff, the expectations does not change for this team. I mean, yes, Philman and, and, and Zimmer got their options picked up on a year, but that's not job security. That's just a severance package. If they don't, uh, if they don't get back to the playoffs and, and turn this this group into a contender, and so they needed to, to fill needs immediately this year, and so. If it meant they had to reach a little bit on the player, I think they were willing to do it in this one uh, this one case. Chip Scoggins, what's your best guess about the the potentially big move that the Vikings are or need to make to create salary cap room? Well, they got to do something with Rudolph, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what other. I, I mean, I guess you could trade Wayne's, you know, maybe I don't know, but I, yeah. I think Rudolph's the most logical one. Um, whether. It's interesting, the whole thing, though, Judd, and we talked about it, about him being so vocal about how he would take a pay cut. Cause I've just, I got a theory, Chipper. He, not, not pay cut, but how you would restructure. And I just, I got to be honest, Judd, I, I don't know that I can remember a case off the top of my head where a player has announced publicly twice that he would restructure like that. So I got a theory for you. Um, what is it? My theory is this, because I've been, I've been thinking the same thing. This makes no sense. The Vikings aren't dumb, and Kyle has doubled down now. So, I mean, if he's lying, he's really lying. And I thought to myself, but what if he's, what if he's not providing one very important piece of information, which would be if the Vikings went to him and said, we want, we want you to restructure. We're going to push this out and push that out, but we're going to give you no more guarantees. So you maintain no guarantees. If you're Kyle, you'd say, no way. Privately, yeah, no way to that. but that's yeah. the only oh. that's the only thing I could because he basically is saying I'll be a good sport, but what he, the the implication is I'll get something for being a good sport. What if the Vikings are saying be a good sport and we're going to give you nothing potentially? Well, yeah, that's nobody's going to you know agree to, uh, to to restructure a contract and not get something back in return for it. I mean, that's it's got to be two way street there. So if that if your theory was true and they're saying we're giving no guarantees, if I'm Kyle Rudolph, I'd say. Well, then cut me or trade me, right? Because I'm not going to restructure and not get anything out of it. Because, anyway, as we saw with Brian Robson last year, he restructured and still got cut, right? So um, that's why I still would not be surprised if he's traded. Uh, it just seems like the most logical um, option for him if, if, if there is some kind of hold up or stalemate on, on the restructure part. So, But they have to do something, Judge, because they can't find these draft picks, right? I mean, they're. So far, so far on the cap and, and up against the cap, and we said all along this was going to be the issue. As much as Rob Brzezinski is, is a magician with the salary cap, you just can't keep signing guys to these big, you know, premium contracts and think that it's it's all going to work without having to give something. And so uh, they, they they taken and and given uh, key spots to younger players as backups to try to save money that way. Guys on their first contracts, guys who don't make a lot of money, they've kind of filled out the roster with that. But even doing that, they're going to have to make some hard decisions and maybe probably let go a player or two that they, you know, they consider one of their core guys. Talking with Chip Scoggins of the Minneapolis Star Tribune for a couple more minutes here on Purple Daily on Score North. Chip, yesterday on the Mackey and Judd with Rami, we were talking about the draft, and I said that usually you you can't really fairly grade a draft until at least three years out and see see how everything pans out. But 
given the Vikings situation of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman's last year in their contracts, essentially, I know that they got the one-year extension, yeah. but essentially, for all intents and purposes, they're on the last years of their deals. Kirk Cousins, we're in a window right now where he got a fully guaranteed three-year deal, meaning the Wilfs are pushing all their chips to the middle of the table to win a Super Bowl in those three years. For the purposes of Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, is it fair to say that this draft will be graded and judged a year from now, maybe again down the line as in, in a different incarnation of the Vikings beyond the Kirk Cousins era? But for those two guys, are we going to be looking back at this draft a year from now and saying Rick Spielman failed or Rick Spielman succeeded? Probably so, because whether it's fair or not, the fact that they addressed their offensive line in this draft we automatically assume it's going to be an upgrade, right? And you'd hope it would be, and on paper it should be. Um, and you're thinking, all right, Bradbury's going to come in and start. I, I, I got to assume he's a starter from day one. Uh, and then that pushes Elfline, you know, to guard. And then and I'll even include, let's include free agency in there because they signed Klein, right? So uh, if you include those two, the free agency and the draft, they had to fix that offensive line. And if it doesn't work, and the offensive line is still, you know, a, a weak spot for this team, and it's causing uh, Kirk Cousins' play to deteriorate. You know, people are, are going to look at it as like you still neglected this line for so long. You you, you tried to play catch up and put a band aid on it at this year and try to address it, but it was too late. You you neglected it throughout all these drafts that you had, and so um, yeah, I think people are looking at this draft as as vital because it's it's not something where they're looking, okay, three years down the line, the offensive line should be uh, better. No, they expect it to be better next year, and it has to be better next year. So I think it is going to be judged a little bit differently than what we do most drafts. That's Chip Scoggins. Read his work inside the Minneapolis Star Tribune at startribune.com and follow him on Twitter at Chip Scoggins and hear him frequently right here on Purple Daily. Always appreciate it, Chip. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chipper. All right, boys. Talk yeah, to thanks you. for having me. We'll see you. I hung up the phone and did not turn off my mic. You did a really good job. I though. did. I almost, it was decisive too because you went right no, no. for the phone. No, no. As I was as oh, I was saying as I was saying farewell to Chip, I had my finger on the off button for my oh. microphone, and then I realized what I was doing. You're too honest. And then hit the you, drop. You should have lied to me. <laughs> you should have lied and said, "Darn right, I was decisive." I don't know what that is. I don't know what that instinct is to go, go for my mic instead of the phone. It's just a I have no idea. Okay. All right. So when, you, fine. when you hear that in the future, that my voice cuts out for a second when we hang up with the guest, that's, I'm just stupid. I'm just a big dummy. Well, you keep talking and then you're, and then my mic picks you up. And so you just sound like, like you're in the distance for a second <laughs> and then you figure, but you figure it out really quickly. Coming up after this I'm going to pop you up, Ronnie. We are going to hear the pure emotion and joy of being selected into the NFL, achieving your lifelong dreams, and we'll see if we're so insecure as men that we laugh at DK Metcalf. It's Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. M-U-R. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Okay. Final segment of Purple Daily here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And then it'll be Score North Live with Matthew Collar coming up at 2.30.
2 o'clock. It is Collar today, right? I didn't see him in the hallways no, or anything. He's okay. here now. All right. So he'll be here at 2, and then uh, Judd and I are back, Mackie and Judd with Rami this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Listen to all those fine shows, live.scorenorth.com in your web browser, or go get that app, or just say, Alexa, open Score North, and she will do so. Obviously, uh, the NFL draft happened this past weekend, and it can be an emotional time for these guys. They've worked their whole lives literally to get to that point. And then sometimes for guys like DK Metcalf, you get to that point and you have to wait just a little bit longer than you thought you might have to as he slipped pretty far in the draft. And then you finally get that call, and this is what that sounds like. Hello. DK. Yes, sir. Hey, it's John Schneider with, with the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, bud? You good? You doing all right? Yes, sir. Hey, yes, man, sir. get fired up. We're going to make you a Seahawk right here, okay? <laughs> yeah, all right, bud. All right, man, congratulations. You got you got to help me out in the weight room, though. I'm a little, little slow in that area, okay? Uh, yeah. All right. Look forward to this, brother. Okay. Here's Coach Carroll. Yes, sir. Thank you. DK. <laughs> hey, DK. This is Coach Pete Carroll. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. <laughs> okay, we'll both cry together, then, all right? <laughs> Why y'all wait this long, man? <laughs> I know. I know you had to wait a little bit, but that doesn't matter because you come to Seattle. Man. You're gonna play. And you're gonna play. With the Seahawks, and you're going to catch fo- footballs from Russell Wilson. So get your ass ready to go, big fella. We are fired up for it, and uh, the staff is excited. Listen to these guys. Here's your staff. Thank you. Thank you. TK, this is awesome, man. We're so excited about this. I can't even tell you. Okay, that's awesome. That mm-hmm. is that that's is fantastic. That is just, it gives me chills just hearing it. But at the same time... Uh-oh. It makes me laugh. And not because men shouldn't cry, okay? It's okay for men to cry. I cried during Avengers Endgame, and that's just stupid, all right? So I am not I'm not above crying. I'm not too tough or too much of a man to cry. Men should cry. Real men do cry, is what I'd say. But when you look at DK Metcalf, <laughs> that doesn't look like a dude who cries too easily. Like, he is... Six feet, what is it? Six foot three, six foot four. Six, three. 230 pounds. 230 pounds, like less than 1% body fat. Every picture I've seen of him, mean mugging. Like, he just looks like yep. a bad dude who will run you over, and you just don't expect that from that guy. Do you? Am I off on that for starters? That's that's the I first thing. I mean, you can be emotional, That's though, the about first it. thing that made me chuckle. He free fell to, what, the 64th pick? Yeah. And, and he was the combine star. But you know what he is? He should send a note right now. He should sit down and send a note, and not a thank you, to Laquan Treadwell, Troy Williamson, and Cordell Patterson, saying you three guys that couldn't run bleeping routes and look like, well, in Troy's case, he was incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. In um, in Cordell's case, physical specimen athlete, great. And in Laquan's case, you know, he looked like he was going to be good, and he couldn't run a bleeping route. He can't run a route. He should say, yeah, he should say, you three guys are the reason why I dropped. You three guys are the reason why there's no trust in guys (laughs) like me who are combine uh, freaks and also athletically they look, they're chiseled, right? But this is the reason why he dropped. If this was 15 years ago, 
10 years back, this guy's a first-round pick. Without a question in my mind, he's a probably, it might be late, but he's a first-round pick. But now teams are so scared, rightfully so, because they say, okay, you look great. Physically, you're gifted. You might have been good in the college game. But look at Cordero. Can we trust you? You know, Troy was fast. Couldn't catch a ball. Laquan, what the hell, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. I, re- I really think that a team like Seattle looks at three former Vikings or two former Vikings and one guy who's currently SEC there. wide receiver. SEC, too. yeah. And I think they yep. say, ah, we don't trust you. <laughs> but him crying is, is really cool. The other thing. And I don't blame him one bit. No, I don't either. Again, not laughing because he cried, but there were some underlying things about it that made me laugh. The second, sure. the second thing was, did you hear how, and I think a lot of dudes are like this, I'm like this. I don't handle when other people show emotion well. Like, I'm I'm emotional. I'll cry in a movie theater over mm-hmm. a stupid comic book movie. But when people are emotional around me, it makes me uncomfortable. And I don't know if you guys noticed, John Schneider, as soon as DK Metcalf started to cry, John Schneider got real uncomfortable. He was like, okay, big guy, I'm going to... I'm going to pass you off to Pete Carroll now. I really don't know what to do with you at this point. <laughs> and Pete Carroll was fine with it. Pete Carroll was good with it. Oh, yeah, because well, Pete Carroll's he's a highly emotional guy himself. Exactly. Yeah. We'll cry together. But, you but you're right. John, John Schneider was like, ah, I got to go. Can Judge. you find that point where where John Schneider gets real uncomfortable? I know I I'm putting go. you on the spot. I'm going to hand but... the phone to Pete. Could you guys, one second, though, could you guys imagine if Dick Vermeil was coaching the Seattle Seahawks and he made that call, he would have oh, been man. He would have been crying when he made the call. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to end your free fall, DK. We're going to end it. You think Dick Vermeil cried every time he called a draft pick because he knew he was changing that guy's life and just bawled his eyes out? If you told me that that was true, I wouldn't be surprised. Dick was, Vermeil was unbelievable. <laughs> The man did cry about every single thing. He was prolific well, in Trent his Trent Green, cry. right? Trent Green got, Trent, yep. got hurt before, uh, yeah. d- during that... We, we uh, will rally around Kurt Warner. Preseason game, yeah. And we will play good football. And the best part about it is... And then they won the Super Bowl. Well, the best part about it is we're we, all like... We all you, laughed. You got no we, shot. We all laughed when Dick Vermeil said that. At A, the fact that he said we'd rally around Kurt Warner, and B, the fact that he was a grown man crying at a podium. And, and my first reaction was, who the hell is Kurt Warner? Well, <laughs> and then everybody's heard, reaction. And then and then when the story started to come out, and you found out he was an arena league quarterback who worked at like the high V in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, you're like, what are you talking about, Dick Vermeil? Mm-hmm. You might as well just resign. Prolific arena league player, though. Do you have it? Do you have it queued up I, again, man? I, I, yes, right. yes, I do. Go ahead. Hey, man, get fired up. We're going to make you a Seahawk right here, okay? You right, bud? <laughs> all right, man. Congratulations. Yeah, all right. You're right. I gotta go. <laughs> you got you gotta help me out in the weight room though. I'm a little little slow in that. He area, tries to okay? make a joke to lighten it up. DK is still balling. He's, he's still done. balling. He's done. He's out. <laughs> That's right. like a dad, right? Awesome. Yeah. I can absolutely. only handle so much of this. Yeah, if I like if I started crying on the phone to my dad, he'd be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna pass you off to your mom. Here's now. your mother. Here's your mother, Ronnie. <laughs> We just don't know how to handle real pure emotion. I can't and and combine that with him thinking that he was going to be a first round pick and all of those emotions of yeah not, falling out of the first round and then getting picked at, in the second round, but in the back of the second round, the sixty fourth pick. That's the last pick of the second round, if, if if my math serves me correct, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you fall that far and just all of you know the all the emotions of getting drafted, but then like combined with 
that sort of that underlying disappointment of falling in the yeah, draft. Yeah, you too, hear man. the it's, disappointment it's and the anger when he says to Pete Carroll, "What took you all so long? Right. Or, or why'd you wait so long?" I don't remember exactly what he said, but you can hear like he's still pissed. He's still frustrated that, at the fact that he had to wait so long for it. Wasn't was he in the green room in New York? No, on I don't day know. One? He was at home. I think okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. he was just sitting there waiting. But I, I'm telling you, I think you should call Laquan and Cordero and say, you two jokers are the reason why I fell. Because nobody and nobody trusts you if you look good and you're a combine warrior because they know the fundamental flaw is too many of these guys can't run routes. That, if you, if that's you, a problem. If you were a prospective NFL draft pick, would you sit in the green room or would you stay home and wait for the call? I'd stay home now, unless I was going to be a top five pick, unless I knew I, I was a complete stud. But if I wasn't, I'd I'd stay stay home. My my favorite was, do you guys recall Joe Thomas? I want to say was invited to the draft. He was like fishing with his and dad went or fishing something, wasn't and he? went out on we a fishing him. boat with his father, which is by the way. Great, good for Joe Thomas. I love that guy. Yeah, I was working uh, the oh, dra- our draft show in Milwaukee, and we 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 called him and got him on the air from a fishing boat, and got his reaction to getting drafted <laughs> in the fantastic. NFL. That's a nice little get. It was. We we lined it up ahead of time. Somebody Still. somebody at the station. I had, don't care. Uh, That's had fantastic. A, had a good mm-hmm. relationship with him. Yeah, but I love the fact that he told the league. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm going fishing with Dad. And honestly. I wouldn't go. I'm not a fishing guy. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Cool. Glad you enjoyed it. A lot of people here like to fish. Watch what you say. Great. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Just saying it's not my thing. That's all. It's just, like you want a roof over the lake, though, right? That, that you're fishing. Then I might. Yeah. Then I yeah. might no go fishing. <laughs> no bugs. No bugs. It won't be put a cold. It. it won't rain. Hashtag put a roof on it. But if I was a prospective NFL draft pick, I think I'd. I think I'd stay home, no matter what. No matter what my my projected. You go? No. If you knew you were going to be a top five pick, no. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but that's that's not the norm. Also, well, first of all, there's the potential for embarrassment and me sitting there in my very expensive suit and my hair that I just got did. Oh, I'd and- be drinking, though. <laughs> if I'm in the green room, I'm getting all the free beer I can. I don't know if that's an option. I've never seen oh, anybody well, if drinking it's not, back I'm out, there. Then I'm sorry. I should correct myself. So there, there's the possibility for embarrassment of me sitting there and sliding down the board and them cutting the camera to me every time another pick is taken to see the disappointment on my face or me trying to mask the disappointment on my face. And the second reason is... The same reason I don't go out and do a lot of things, man. I just I'd rather be home. <laughs> that's just how I roll. I'd rather be home. I'd rather See, be. That's not me. I'd rather be in, an, home in an environment that I control. I can have all my friends and family around me. I don't have to pick and choose who can come because I'm sure the NFL limits you how many people fa- you take to there? New York around. I'd yeah. almost rather be in the green room and be doing something, but I would need <laughs> I would need beer. But I I'm not a home guy like that. Judd, you'd probably just rather be like at the bar, right? Well, yeah, I'd go to Bunnies. You'd be at Bunnies. <laughs> but I don't want I don't want friends and family. Let's go to, let's go to, to Bunnies in St. Louis Park and check that in would on be great. Judd Zolgad, to... who's expected to uh, go fifth in the draft. I just want to be left alone on my bar stool. That would be outstanding. And it's not even like a big gathering with you know, because they'll do the live shot at Bunnies. It's not like a huge gathering. It's not even like a camera crew from ESPN or NFL network. It's literally just like an iPhone. Propped up on a bar, and Judd is sitting there by himself, drinking a beer, a GoPro, watching himself get drafted. Yeah, it's just a GoPro, and it's just a one yeah. shot of Judd. Cheers myself, and he gets drafted. He like, yeah, he like cheers. He does like a little tip of his drink to the TV, and and he calls it a day, and then that's it. Judd, Judd's all get. Or just it's got drafted. Judd actually holding his phone himself, like a Beyond the Score 
video. Oh, with the, just, with the dirty phone. It. It's a dirty <laughs> phone. Dirty phone screen. It's got a dirty lens. lens. Can't even read like the description of him at the hey, bottom everybody, of the screen. I just got jaffed. This was fantastic. <laughs> Another provider. Live from Bunny's Bar in Minneapolis. It's first round pick. Let's, Joe Park, okay? we, <laughs> let's get it right. If we're going to get him free publicity, let's get it right. My bad. If you missed any portion of this show or uh, anything, any of our Vikings programming, it's real easy to find. Just search Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts. Go get that Score North mobile app available in the Apple and Google Play Store. Listen on demand. You can win cool things. And uh, it's also your one stop shop for all written content from Score North. You can listen to us live.scorenorth.com. Or if you have an Amazon Alexa device, just say Alexa, open Score North. Score North Live with Matthew Collar coming up next. And then Judd and I are right back with Mackie and Judd with Rami. All that coming up, Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.